0: <laughs> oh yeah, baby! Big dog ball talk. I'm gonna have to edit that Never. for sure. <laughs>
1: no,
0: sorry about your uh, your eardrums, Jordan.
1: Yeah, you know you, you <laughs> know I got uh you know I have headphones on. You can see. How, how did you do that?
0: Yeah, I wasn't thinking, man. I'm just I'm pumped. I'm, ha- I'm happy right now. Uh, I, I'd like to give a formal good. apology to start the podcast off. I didn't think it would be so early on that I'd. Have to uh already uh, in I uh that I, yeah that friday episode uh, i i know i wasn't myself uh i know i wasn't uh, bringing really anything to the table jordan really put me <laughs> on his back and carried me on that one uh I, we kind of mentioned it briefly but yeah i was in montreal uh, on business uh unrelated to the podcast but uh i, I was sharing an airbnb with multiple people and uh, the walls were like just paper thin and I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm a fucking lunatic screaming about, uh, I don't know, like Andrew Wiggins yeah. go, and they're like, what the, like what the fuck is going on in that room? Uh, no, good,
1: good call. Your takes are way too whack. Like if anyone heard them, I, I mean, I wouldn't talk to you again. Um, you know, if any, if I was anyone other than me, I'm, I'm nice about mm-hmm. it. But uh, mm-hmm. good call for sure.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Montreal. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys showed me a pretty nice time. Uh, it nice. was exciting to be down there. Uh, you get a bagel, you get
1: some smoked meat. Oh, of course,
0: uh, what? I, I did it all, man. I went. I was doing. Nice. I was, was kind of doing a nice, uh, nice little survey. I, I was mostly just right downtown in the the core, the, our, uh, the where we were staying, right on Saint Laurent. So, uh, I mean, uh, going just messing around. Uh, I mean, yeah, going about as many pubs as I could brutal Thursday night football trying to find a pub playing that not the halves game oh, yeah I was, yeah, like, yeah I was pissed about that but the one thing I will say they got to build some goddamn cell towers or something out in Montreal I don't know Like, I couldn't get a I couldn't get a signal man I thought I was it was like it's like I was a dead zone no matter where I was going I don't know how uh, you uh, Quebecers out there handle that <laughs> that's insane couldn't yeah, even I don't know the NBA fantasy or anything
1: you need, uh, what well, there's, I, I forget what it's called. There's a, there's a Quebec uh, telecom company. You, you gotta, you gotta be with mm-hmm. them. I, I, that just, makes uh, sense. My, it all adds up. My, uh, my number is still a five Shout out Montreal, the, the area code. I've still got a Montreal number. So I set still my phone up it. there. So yeah, I still still rep the five one four. Um, I'm kind of jealous, Matt. I haven't been to Montreal in so long. Obviously it's been the pandemic. So, yeah you know, uh, I haven't done too much traveling, but, uh, did, did, did my short stint living in Montreal. That's where I met my, uh, my girlfriend, Annie. And, uh, Got to uh, got to get back uh, soon. So all my Montreal people listening, I'll see you soon.
0: Well, there we go. Uh, we're still looking for bookings. If uh, you want to book us live podcast uh, recording in Montreal, that'd be amazing. Great, great fit. Great start. We'll, get
1: out, we'll go right top of the mountain. Uh, yep. Loudspeakers. We'll, we'll, we'll get it out to everybody. Yeah, that'd be, be good.
0: Right. Nice outdoor recording. Maybe that's yeah. just yeah. camping. That'd be nice. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel. Uh, I mean, it's been... Uh, Kind of a depressing time in the NBA uh, as of late. I'm sure a lot of like, no matter what uh, fan base uh, you find yourself uh, uh, finding your allegiance laid with, I mean, it's been kind of dog shit. It's been been shitty. Uh, I don't really, I, I, there's no way to sugarcoat it Um, before we get into the, you know, the, the, the negative sides of things. We'll do a kind of, it's a, it's a positive with a twist with a twist. Uh, Kyrie (laughs) Irving confirmed he's coming back. He's back participating with the team. Um, but it was, again, ironic. It's like the, team, the this guy doesn't want to get COVID shot. He doesn't want to get vaccinated. He doesn't want to be part of this. So the team says, okay, we were, we we're keeping you away from all the basketball operations. A big COVID yeah. outbreak starts within their organization. They go, no, what? <laughs> let's, let's get Kyrie back in here. I think it's all right. And then what, what you have it? one day later, Kyrie's also in COVID protocols, Kevin Durant COVID protocols. Uh, when the Nets played the magic, it looked like that uh, meme was, I think it was like the Lakers versus Knicks. Uh, from yeah. like 2014 or something. And it was like, like, and that's what it was. It was like the, the two stars. It was like Wayne Ellington takes on Patty mills or some shit. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was insane. Uh, I mean, that's not the magic way I came on referring to Then it was probably like Robin Lopez or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Kyrie returns, obviously again, that that we'll, not get into the, you know, the ramifications of, uh, the COVID outbreak in the NBA right now yet. Uh, let's just focus on Kyrie's announced return. Cause even without this going on, he, I guess he is back. Uh, I don't see them, you know, bringing him back just to send him back off. Uh, So with Kyrie back, I mean, uh, in my season predictions, I said Kyrie was uh, the the X factor in my opinion for the Nets. And uh, again, with my, my original championship pick being the Lakers, I'm definitely, you know, kind of riding now. If Kyrie comes back, they can all everyone in the league. uh, God willing gets healthy. Then who knows uh, maybe the Nets are back in championship favorites uh, talks here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see how it looks. I mean, I, I think the rules are still in place. Like, even if he does come back, I think the like New York state hasn't changed any of its rules. Like he, he will only be able to play in certain situations, mostly in road games. As, as far as I yeah, know,
0: only a part-time guy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, and it, it's funny. I heard a lot of people talking about sort of this situation happening earlier on, like in the season and being like, it could be the best case scenario for the nets. Um, whether or not Kyrie just like a situation like this, he eventually decides to come back and play some of the games or like, you know the pandemic's kind of in the rearview mirror type of thing, and things get lifted, and he does come back. What a nice period of rest for Mr. Kyrie Irving, who especially uh, you know recently in his career has had some injury uh, concerns um, and history there. And you know the, the Nets, for as rocky of a season they've had so far, are still atop the Eastern Conference. Uh, so you know you get him back, rested and ready to go, uh, and, and it might be you know the best case scenario uh, in, in the end. Um, you know we're still far as a, a, a ways away from. Seeing how it's actually going to play out, but um, you know, Kyrie, if he does come back, he's obviously going to give them a big boost, even if he does play the you know the away games minus Toronto um, uh, and, and New York uh, and, and New York as in exactly. the Knicks, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, so he, he he definitely will make a difference in those games. We've seen that kind of glaring hole that the Nets have had. Just another guy who can go get you a bucket, and um, you know help out an offense that sometimes looks a little bit sluggish uh, when it's not Kevin Durant taking his, uh, you know, smooth jump shots over pretty much anyone. Um, So, you know, it's good news, I guess. It's better than him just sort of sitting out, but it's going to be weird. Like I think the reason they told him, you know, either be part of the team or, or don't be is because it's weird to have a guy only, you know, only every other night or whenever you're on the road or whenever it works out, you know, you, whenever you're playing at home, you, you're just missing a guy, and then, you know, guys are in and out. You know, that's a lot to ask of Steve Nash, uh, you know, sometimes playing with, with a player and, and, and sometimes not. You know, obviously coaches have to deal with it with injuries, but when it's, uh, you know, wh- that sort of added pressure of, of another guy who's in sometimes and out sometimes, uh, you know, that, that's, that's going to be tricky. So he's obviously going to help them, but uh, at a certain point, you think, it, you know, is it worth the headache, especially for the regular season? Um, and you know, if, if I'm his teammates and, and the organization, I'm I'm I would be asking more kind of long-term, sort of big-picture questions to Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. Which uh, you know, I'm 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 sure they have, or at least tried to do. Um, but like, what's going to happen in the playoffs? Like, the Nets are going to have a pretty decent, uh, you know by all accounts now going to have home court advantage going to be playing a hell of a lot of home games in the playoffs. Is he just yeah. not going to play those games? Uh, you know, it, 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 everything gets magnified in the playoffs in terms of who you have in the lineup, your game plan and things like that. And it would be pretty unprecedented if we just had uh, in a playoff series, a guy only playing, uh, you know, half the games. Uh, so, you know, well, I, you I, drop
0: I, both those home games somehow uh, you know, the worst case scenario, then it's like, okay, you lose both your games, you're down Oh two. And now you're also, uh, without one of your top three best players.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's just a weird situation. I, I honestly don't know how to feel like I'm, when I heard the news, I was kind of surprised. And I also heard something that he's like someone in his camp. I don't know if it was directly him, but someone said something to someone about he would consider getting the vaccine if it was plant-based.
0: Oh, and no was way. That's like, true. And I no was way. like, well,
1: well, first of all, I'm like, uh, okay whatever but like are, are the vaccines that are currently out not plant-based like were they tested on uh, i guess they were tested on animals uh which i guess that may be what would make them not that's maybe what no, would make no. them not plant-based but i that's don't know
0: a, No, because a plant plant maybe again yeah, as far as i understand plant-based just means it's all natural ingredients yeah. nothing chemically made which i don't I don't oh, know. oh,
1: that! Oh, I see what you mean. Sweet. I think oh, that's I, I what was it is. Thinking of it in like vegan terms, but you—that makes way more sense what you're saying. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, and again, like I'm not a scientist, not even close. I mean, I know a lot of people listening here. This might be a, a shock to you, but I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, like, I think that it probably the current ones are not. I wouldn't say. Yeah,
1: like a lot of synthetic stuff in there like and like, so
0: yeah he, he probably needs like a kombucha shot straight to the yeah. dome like i i don't i don't know what to like his third eye is too large man we can't tell uh well, it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be bad uh for every yeah. long run and for the nets
1: yeah well it, 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 yeah the whole thing's just still kind of inexplicable to me like i if i was the nets i would I don't know. Like, uh, like I just said, they've been struggling. Sure. And they haven't looked the greatest. They're still the number one seed in the East. Like just keep chugging along. If I was them, like, I, I still don't like the idea of kind of a part-time player. Uh, even if he is, you know, it, it is tempting to accept that, uh, you know, when your offense has, has been struggling. So
0: yeah, uh,
1: I don't know, man, it, it, it's such a weird situation. We'll, we'll see if he says anything. Cause uh, he's not a guy to really like, uh, you know, aside from his, own instagram stories and being quite cryptic uh he's yeah. not exactly a guy to just come out especially to the media and just like say what he's thinking say what he's feeling say what his kind of parameters are for coming back what he expects so yeah i just i just feel kind of still in the dark about it but i guess it's a step in the right direction i guess yeah. well, well and we'll see
0: what let's even see if he talks to media
1: well yeah he, he doesn't he, that's its own thing too to yeah
0: yeah, uh, I, I and I think that again, just as uh, in terms of you know uh, the basketball, the on court production. I mean, obviously, yes, he's going to be a huge. I mean, he all, all points signed towards uh, you know him being an, a, a huge factor on this team. Uh, uh, James Harden's really started to pick it up a little bit now within the past couple games, games uh, getting his, you know, his, his play is definitely elevated, but yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Kyrie coming back and finally get him, you know, uh, a little more of a break. Cause obviously he's been dealing with, uh, you know, he, he hasn't carried the load uh, exactly as well as people thought he may. Uh, yeah. So maybe having that other guy next to him in the backcourt to, you know, really help him out. uh will will help the nets a lot uh, down the line. Uh, but yeah, it, it's again, it's crazy. Like we were talking about the playoffs as well if Kyrie again let's say that they uh this, this is this a scenario they finish top 2 or something they they end up landing with the Knicks or the Raptors in that first round he wouldn't yeah. be able to play at all
1: no not at all yeah and yeah. i
0: mean that's barring any crazy changes cuz again i think that uh, another you know side note is apparently the the rumored front runner to overtake the the office for new york state uh is uh, our new york city or whatever it is uh, the the new the new head honcho he wants to like repeal some of the the, the mandates for vaccines so he would right. be cleared to play unvaccinated and I mean there are players in other sports that play unvaccinated so it's just yeah. the NBA that's really really cracked down on it but the thing is they have to get like they have to be tested I think it's like twice a day every day yeah and yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know if Kyrie's ever said I mean and so that be interesting I, I, I don't know, maybe someone else knows. Uh, if he said that he has problems with being COVID tested because and I mean he, he's done it. So, I mean, yeah. it's, I, I think that like, honestly, that would, I, I'm sure I think that's probably what they're going to have to do is he'll be getting rapidly tested. But I mean, yeah, if you can just like get him tested constantly, then, I mean, that's his problem. That's something he has to deal with. And that's like, you know, you don't, you don't get the shot. This is what you, this is just the mandate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that that would be fine for him to play home games in my opinion, but again, obviously it's the, it's more of the law outside of uh, the NBA's realm that's kind of preventing yeah. him. Um, but I mean, yeah, exactly. again, he's a top five point guard, so I mean, even if you're not a fan of him, uh, I mean, you can at least enjoy what he does on the court because it is uh, he, he he puts on masterclasses uh, when it comes to handling the rock. Uh, always, uh, it's gonna be nice to see that first Kyrie Irving circus, you know, like flashy layup uh, that you just said You don't think that there's any chance he'll be able to do it, and he throws some kind of crazy English off the corner of the backboard and uh, it goes in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the, like the Nets can use him. There's no doubt about that. That's been obvious pretty much since the season started. Like we, uh, it, it, and that's different than the, a different outcome than I thought, uh, honestly, because the Nets looked so good uh, last year, even when they only had two of their three stars that I, I thought they could be, you know, they could look like a world beater even without him. And, and just clearly that's not the case. Like the, the Nets for as good as they've been record wise, um and you know pulled out a lot of close games uh, it, it's it's a lot of kevin durant heroics not it's not what you would call the most sustainable um you know style of play uh relying on him playing really really heavy minutes right now for a guy who's came off uh you know a, a pretty significant injury there um so the the Cavs can definitely use Kyrie it's just uh you know the, the the situation is what it is and it's uh you're you're either waiting for outside things to change or for Kyrie's mind to change and i don't know if Kyrie's mind As as I wouldn't get your hopes up. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm, uh, I'm I'm almost thinking too, like it's would, would, uh, Brooklyn consider like, like asking around uh, about, uh, Kyrie trades because I I don't know what type of interest he would, he would garner on the market right now. Um, because there's a lot of other places where he would go like any of the California teams, I think have similar rules when it comes to, you know, COVID and, and things like that. Um, so you know he'd have to literally go to a place where COVID rules are less stringent, like either Florida or Texas, mm-hmm. um, or you know somewhere else uh, down south. Um, and I don't know if any of those teams would be interested. So you know it's 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 just you know the Nets are in this predicament. That's what you get when you get kind of a mercurial kind of I don't know how you would describe Kyrie, but you know not your not your average cat, obviously. Yeah. No. Um, so you know. You it, <laughs> you uh, that that's what you get when you when you pick up a guy like that who, who like you said has incredible skill, but um isn't the easiest guy to deal with off the court. So you know it's it, it's their problem; they'll they'll have to deal with it. But um, they, they can definitely use him for sure. So yeah, uh if they can find a way to to still do it safely, still do it within the rules, and, and get him on board with it, then then great. Um, but but like I said, at a certain point, it's just not not worth the headache. And I yeah. would just say, okay, Kyrie, you you're, you're still not you know to work with us then just uh you know sit the season out.
0: Well, for uh, everybody also, you should go back listen to our it's one of our OG episodes uh us previewing the Southwest Division this uh this past offseason uh the one and only Jordan Flegel actually uh, had come up with the San Antonio Spurs Kyrie yes. Irving trade rumor before uh you know any anything had really ever even even gone down with the vaccinations uh, stats for Kyrie. So uh yeah, go back and check that one out. Uh Definitely an interesting uh, trade, uh, obviously. Again, it's kind of like my Westbrook to uh, Detroit trade that I, I ran yeah, my last yeah. week. Uh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like you just send this like old point guard that just wants to get buckets. He doesn't really care about winning anymore uh, yeah. and just just send him to a team where he can get his stats. And then people will be like, wow, obvious Hall of Famer just by stats. And then it's yeah. like, oh, whatever. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah. But as we've been mentioning tons already in this podcast, uh, and it's something that we wish that we aren't talking about. Um, because it's something we did mention a couple of weeks ago on the pod uh, about the COVID outbreaks that were just like, it was only a few small pockets uh, like yeah. Chicago and Indiana and uh, you know, the Messiah jury uh, uh, the giants of Africa conference. So there was very small little pockets. It seemed like maybe it would get corralled, but it's every single day. The so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so is uh, tested positive. Teams are shutting yeah. down games are postponed. I think today alone, only two or three out of the like, yeah, most eight, of the game five or six games slated, like half the games got postponed. And yeah, at this point, like, wh- how long do they need to wait? Because there's no point in them traveling, and there's no point like they should all just bubble and get this done with. Like, for now, like, just, just like postpone the season for a week, like, just something, yeah. something yeah. to try and get these numbers down. Because it's all, it's obvious that the traveling, it like, gets the more that the games are going, the more that it's passing along. I mean, that's just basic. Like, if you don't understand that at this point along in the pandemic, I don't really get when you would understand that. Um, yeah. But again, the players are vaccinated. And uh, as far as I, we, we can speculate, it's probably the, the Omicron variant. Yeah. Uh, so it's not uh, as deadly, uh, but it is still like incredibly con- contagious. I think it's more contagious. Yeah, I think uh, it's than... the
1: most contagious one yeah. so far.
0: So again, all these guys to, to prevent, you know, hurting more people than their front office and their staff, or even just the the fans that are going in attendance. Like, I mean, uh, this is not NBA related, uh, but even uh, I want to say, cause when, again, when I was in Montreal, I was actually going to go to a, a Montreal Canadiens game. Uh, that's the, nice. the hockey team for any, uh, anyone who's uh, somehow unaware uh, they were playing the <laughs> Philly Flyers. So a team of uh, pretty shitty teams, if we're being honest, uh, but uh my coworker found tickets that was like 35 bucks for the 300. So cheap seats, but that's oh. really, that's really cheap. So we're yeah. like, okay, yeah, we should pull the trigger. And then right before we were going to do it, they sent out the thing. They actually had no fans in attendance for the home game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, night yeah. of. So uh, pretty crazy. And I mean, so if there are professional sports leagues that are, that are implementing the no fans. And I mean, I, I really don't want to go back to that. So we need to figure out some way to make this work. And Christmas is almost here. What are we going to yes. do with these? Like, nobody wants to watch, as I said, the Wayne Ellington versus Patty Mills Christmas Day special. Oh I'm not, my I, what's Lord. the point? It ruins it.
1: it. Well, it'll ruin my Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you know I love my Christmas Day games. and you Not know, just because to...
0: the Grinch is going to, for the 20th year in a row, <laughs> steal your presents. <laughs>
1: um, uh, but to, to bring this, uh, you know, as I often do, to, uh, you know, to myself, how this affects my life specifically, uh, I found out the other day that uh, Annie, my girlfriend – uh, being the incredible person that she is, got me for Christmas Raptors tickets uh, against the Phoenix Suns to see my favorite player Chris Paul, who I realized I'd actually never seen in person because I've been to quite a few Raptors games. The windows
0: closing too.
1: And she got an email the other day that uh, we were booted off the list uh, for uh, you know t- tickets because they they were selling it at full capacity, but then had to cut down to fifty percent capacity in Ontario, so they prioritized the. Season ticket holders and then people who bought the tickets. That's first. such
0: bullshit. I know. That's so such bullshit. She, oh my she's god. She's getting. She's getting
1: a. She's getting a refund for it. Um. So you know, it's it's not the end of the world, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, pretty shitty, for sure. And uh, it, you know, w- when you look around the league and and see, it, it feels like every single team is affected right now. And um, you know, we, this this was something that could have been predicted. You know, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but. When, you know, this came, the Omicron, again, I'm not uh, not an expert, but from what I watch on the news, uh, you know, it came from South Africa. It's, uh, you know, incredibly contagious, um, but, you know, like we're mentioning, kind of uh, on generally milder than, than other variants yeah. like the Delta, um, but that tons of infections happen all at once, like a tidal wave, because it's just so contagious. Um, and, you know, so, so, so one person infects like two or three and then, you know, exponentially over a few days. So, you know, you're, you're seeing that now. And hopefully this is just like a one-time surge through the league. Yeah. Um, and then cases can, can die back down again. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens. Like it, it would be almost in, in some ways like kind of more annoying if it was like 25% of the league or like 20% of the league that was um, you know, a, a small number uh, percentage wise of the league that got it, but it went on for a longer time. It would be kind of, you know, uh, annoying in a different way, but, maybe now kind of, you know, we, we, get through the, you know, the games that are just G leaguers, basically we, we, yeah, we get over yeah. that for a week or two or whatever, and then everyone's kind of back at once. Um, and, you know, we can kind of move on with the season. I, I think that's what the NBA is hoping is happening uh, right now. And kind of that's the most positive outlook you can take when you, when you're dealing with, you know, so many cases, yeah. um, you know, so far it doesn't look like anyone, at least this season, I, I, I just saw today more players have tested positive this season than all of last season, which oh, is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't have any cases at least so far of kind of the long haul symptoms, like, you know, Jason Tatum dealt with COVID, uh, you know, long after he was back playing again last yeah. year and bead talked about, uh, obviously, you know, how much it affected him, but. Well, you, know, you remember
0: Jokic lost all the weight. Yeah. <laughs> that was gross. That was Yes. Wrong.
1: Yes, it did. Um, and, uh, so, you know, so far, uh, again, this year, it, that, in terms of that side of it, it's it's been okay, you know, mostly under control, knock on wood. Um, but, uh, yeah, with with this, uh, as it's been through every sort of phase of this, we've just got to wait and see what happens. But, um, again, I'm hoping this is something that just kind of goes through the league, that everyone's fine, um, and that, you know, people can kind of recover at around the same time, and that the season can can get back going here in a couple weeks. That That's the hope.
0: I mean, yeah, we, we we gotta keep our fingers crossed, and I mean, not that really, it's uh, it's up to us, but I mean, just do your part, try uh, try and be considerate. I mean, it's uh, the least we can do at this point, cause I mean, if you're, I I don't think anyone's enjoying this shit. I mean, like I really don't like if you're if you're somehow sitting there listening, like man, I hope that like we get locked down five, four, whatever, <laughs> whatever the hell the next one is. Like, I, I don't know how miserable your life must have been before. Cause I mean, this has been brutal for uh, 99% of the world. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I really, I really, I, I agree. I, I really hope that we figure something out and that the, the league is able to mostly again, figure something out. Uh, Cause again, I, I don't want to see a bubble. Like I want things to be normal. Yeah. I'd like to go back to normal life. uh It's uh yeah. It's definitely discouraging though uh right now. It's not, uh, signs aren't pointing in a good direction for us, but uh it time will tell and uh, i mean we'll we'll reassess that soon and uh, again hopefully uh by the time that we're we're talking again uh on the uh, the friday podcast maybe uh we'll we'll know a little bit more details of what the league's actions are are going to be i mean uh i mean even in ontario just uh today as recording this they've implemented all these changes uh some of which jordan kind of referred to there so uh, We'll be back, uh, you know, with uh, more of these COVID updates and hopefully the next one will be the last one and it'll just be, you know, positive. So, uh, we'll, we'll yeah, keep sure. moving on there. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about, uh, someone that we talked about in the last podcast after hitting a, a pretty much a crazy near buzzer beater to, 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 to win a game, uh, shy Gilders, Alexander, you know, he, he, he suffers that 70 foot, uh, heartbreaker, uh, against yeah. the Pelicans, but he gets his, uh, he gets his revenge. He gets his cherry on top. He hits the crazy step like one of the most like beautiful like possessions like iso possessions i've seen honestly in a while uh, yeah. just completely undresses nicholas Batum. uh you know fakes the you know hesies him uh and Batum kind of just throws his hands up and says whatever i'll take a, yeah. i'll make him i'll <laughs> let him shoot the fadeaway three and he just nails it right at yeah. the buzzer didn't give them a time to you know again hit this hit the 70 shot uh i mean it's I, I'm at the point, Jordan. Again, it was a it was a back and forth game. Obviously, the Clippers again are, are always going to be a tough team. Uh, good win for the the Thunder, who I believe still are sitting right now, worst in the Western Conference. Yeah, um, I'm pretty again, sure, Yeah, just, just everything's going according to plan. Um, but even on a team this bad, I got to Like I got to pose the question to you first. I feel that SGA might honestly he he's got to be close to moving into like that, like the realm of like a top five point guard. Cause he really does it all for yeah. the, for this team. And obviously it's, he kind of has to, but I yeah. mean, he, if, if you, I, I can't think of many other point guards, if you put them on the thunder team that would be doing stuff like this.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. He's uh, like, he's so amazing. He he's been like kind of like the nerd nerdy kind of favorite player, like choice to sort of talk about. Cause you know, he's, he's on this OKC team that's not really been worth watching for a couple of years. And, um, you know, he's not been really in winning basketball situations that much aside from the, uh, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder year in, uh, in OKC. Um, and so it, it's good now that he's kind of hitting these shots. He's becoming more mainstream, I think, and, and getting more attention from people because I, I, I do agree. I think, I think he's right there, kind of right on that cusp of, of top five, uh, status, especially, um, you know, he, he's so young compared to the other point guards. He's kind of battling for, for that positioning. Um, and you know when you when you look at young point guards in the league, you got Trey Young, you've got Luca. And I wouldn't put him quite quite right there like at the the, the top, uh, you know the highest of the high in terms of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah point guards going into the next generation, but I think he's right right underneath because he does some things that those guys uh, you know, not so much Luca, I think Luca, uh, you know is kind of a tier above, but if you look at um, you know SGA and Trey Young, I think SGA does some things better than Trey Young. He's obviously a better defender. Um, yeah. he's he can sort of finish, I think, more consistently and creatively inside i think that's one thing with, with sga like he, he he can hit threes um and you know he can get into the mid-range and hit shots there too but he's such a creative finisher when he gets inside he's got a floater package He can kind of finish switch hands mid air finish left and right you see him kind of sidestepping guys all the time um he he had a few plays uh in in that uh clippers game where he kind of got deep on on a big guy who's just trying to kind of scramble to recover and just pulled up like within two feet of the basket and hit little, little, little jump shots, uh, yeah, which, yeah. you know, when, when you're going full speed towards the basket, that's a really tough shot to hit. And uh, he's, he's just really becoming a incredibly polished offensive player who can really pass the ball too. And uh, you know, it, it, if I'm the thunder, you know, we, we, we've talked about this a little bit. There was some rumors about maybe trading him or uh, you know, would, 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 would the thunder consider swapping him for Ben Simmons, like all this, yeah. all this different yeah. chatter, but, I would hold on to SGA if it was the, you know, the last thing I did, because I think um, w- while I still don't think he can be like a guy where if he's your greatest or he's your best player uh, you can, you know, potentially win a championship. I think he can be a number two. Like if you pair him with a really good front court player uh, I think that's, uh, that's a recipe uh, you know, you, you plug in the right pieces around those, those two guys uh, you know, f- for a, for a championship contender, because You're I think
0: saying that because he's Canadian.
1: No, I'm not, man. Uh, and and yeah, actually, what am I saying? They they have Lou Dort. They're already a contender. True. Uh, they, yeah, this yeah, might be exactly. their year. A real Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, baby. Um, but uh, seriously though, like I I can't say enough good things about SGA. He's a bad yeah. man, and he's showing it. And he's clutch too. Like uh, he he's he already couple, has yeah. he already has so many. Like even even uh, you know that that OKC year with uh, with Chris Paul, he hit a few really really clutch threes and shots in that Houston series. Uh, that really kept them in it. Uh, and obviously they almost beat Houston. Uh, Should have. Uh, Steven you know. Adams
0: was a little, uh, little. I'm, I'm not going to call him what I want to <laughs> call him, but yeah, he, he, he cost him that whole series. I mean, oh, I, yes. I, we've talked about this before. I'm going to get mad, but yes, I, <laughs> I definitely agree. I, I mean, I, I think that again, in a couple of years he'll, I think he'll will start cracking into the top five debate, like mainstream wise. Cause again, he's yeah. uh, he's kind of what everybody likes to see in like the future. Let's call it, uh, yeah. you know, uh, he's long, Uh, Athletic, uh, can do a little bit of everything, and again, he's a—he's not the strongest defender, but he at least you know he has got some of the athleticism and the length, especially to make up for it. Um, But uh, on that game, I mean, again, like uh, everyone's drooling over the shot, but I mean, two other guys that actually you could argue were kind of outperformed him. I mean, Lou Dort, we talked about him, twenty-nine points on twelve for nineteen shooting, a A really good night for him. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, Josh Giddy almost a triple double: eight points, ten assists, and huh, eighteen rebounds. <laughs> like I, I don't really get that. That's a, insane! Insane for a rookie, well, a rookie guard to yeah. go out there and do that. I mean, uh, everyone knows, you know, because he, he's a bigger guy. He's about six, 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 seven. Uh, but eighteen boards—that is that—that's that's, that's, that's insane. Class. And then still the ten assists. I mean, for a guy this young and that pretty much came into this league again. We were kind of talking. We, we weren't really sure exactly what. Was going to happen with them but we kind of thought he had the potential and i mean yep. he's like he again he's looking like a, another great hit on uh oh, yeah. these okc draft picks so i mean maybe the this whole idea of just tanking and getting the best value out of these picks these guys are they're going to have a team of all-stars by the yeah. end of this like it's it's going to be <laughs> insane so i mean if they can keep this going uh also you got to shout out to uh aaron wiggins on the thunder <laughs> uh i i don't know if there's a relation maybe there is i don't care I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it
1: Andrew,
0: is. A, I, Andrew Wiggins had a brother, Nick. I'm pretty sure that oh, played yeah, for did. Wichita State with oh, uh, Fred VanVleet.
1: No, you're you're right, and I actually, I, I remember someone saying there actually there there either wasn't a relation or there was, so I, I don't know which one it was. I'm kind of leaning towards. I don't think there fifty-fifty. Yeah, we'll say we'll I'm say there sure is. Not.
0: They, they'd be honored they're, to. They'd be honored to be. But b- yeah, back the to the last name. Yeah. Back to the matter at hand though. Uh, Yeah. I've been really impressed obviously with the, the guys who you can tell that the thunder are probably going to be progressing with uh, or at least for the next couple of seasons. And again, it took them going to the buzzer to beat the Clippers without Paul George. Uh, It wasn't exactly a glamorous win uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, But something that I think that if you're a thunder fan or just a fan of basketball in general, and you're going to be sticking around for the long haul at the NBA, I think that Uh, a team like the Thunder and you're seeing the emergence of some of these players uh, like Lou Dorton, SGA and Giddy. I mean, you you definitely have to be at least a little bit excited to see the leagues going to still be in good hands. Cause again, we're already kind of in that changing the guard period. I mean, pretty much LeBron's the only real like superstar that's still keeping up playing right now. Uh, Everyone else we've kind of, we're seeing uh, are are taking over. So, I mean uh, SGA he'll be up there. Like, like again, I, I, I would honestly like somebody who is also kind of like a nerdy, pick like, he, like it's like uh oh he's the most underrated player uh he's always like if, whenever anyone has anything to say about an underrated player he's the first person that comes up De'Aaron Fox like yes. I would I, I would take shy or uh I would take oh, him no over De'Aaron question. Fox question no like, uh, but I guarantee yeah. if you said if you if we, if we if you post that on Twitter or something you would get backlash people would be like no way no way
1: yeah I mean to be fair Fox is having a, a horrible year you know compared to his sort of standards but he, even the best version even know of where Fox, he plays <laughs> even even the best version of fox I, I would still take take sga uh i just think uh yeah like 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 we we're talking about he, he really doesn't have many weaknesses offensively which is surprising uh you know for for someone his age like he can obviously improve as a shooter yeah um but anyone can and uh, you know to 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 be this you know polished uh you know when, when he's that age is just such a good sign uh for okc and uh and you know him and giddy might be looking like a really good backcourt. i mean talk about players of the future josh giddy has tiktok hair man like he he's gonna be he's, he's gonna he's be a good follow follower for, for years to come oh yeah uh, it, it's uh, that that that's a that's a, like to have giddy and poku who kind of actually did his thing <laughs> last game uh, you know he got some play uh, had a had a nice dunk there uh, you have to get is, back uh, on
0: the bandwagon you just jumped off
1: uh, and I, now you I got get some regrets it. I jumped off but my, my, my left hand was still holding on. Oh, there I was, you I was on that. the ground, but I wasn't, you know, I, I could still get back on whenever I wanted to. I'm, I'm back on now. You're good. I want to analogies.
0: Shout- You did another Thank analogy you. about bandwagoning at one point two. I don't remember what it was, but that's a good one too. That's nice. I
1: I, I, I can very easily picture myself like in the oh, desert yeah. on an old timey kind of bandwagon yep. chugging along. Um, but I, I also want to shout out, uh, Trey man, uh, who was three for three from, from, from downtown in this game, another good, solid looking, uh, OKC rookie. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've, they've, they've got a a pretty good collection of talent down there. And, you know, it it looks like this year they're, they're bound for the lottery again, obviously Um, they're not really trying to win, but you know, if uh, we're talking about SGA pairing them with a big man, like what if they get Holmgren or, or Ventura, like one one of those two guys and moving forward with that core uh, that's, that's a hell of a, hell of a a team. And then, you know, even if you don't hit, you've still got a billion first round picks uh, over the next 20 years uh, to keep trying. So, you know, it's, it's, it's cool what the Thunder are doing. I think being able to, uh, you know, still be tanking like, like they want to be, but still give their fans, these kind of exciting finishes to games. It's uh, they're really walking the tr- tightrope here, but uh, yeah. you know, if, if, if I was an OKC fan, I, I wouldn't be that mad, especially considering the uh, success they had as a franchise right away, you know, making it to the finals and basically having a competitive team with Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, right, right, a, right from their inception, basically as a franchise. So, uh, you know, they, they can deal with this. And uh, you know, if you, if you got a young, exciting player, that that's all you need. Uh, you, you've got lots of hope for the future. So uh, like, like what I'm seeing from the thunder and what we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do in the draft this year. Cause I think if they get a good pick and, and can move forward. Then I think as soon as next season uh, you, you know, you package a few guys here that, you know, you're not going to need get some veterans in here. You, you could have a competitive uh, team that's, you know, sneaking into the playoffs.
0: Well, uh, you know, as you said, there's going to be uh, pretty much, I would say, yeah, I'm going to say every single one. Uh, in every single American elementary school, there's going to be an Oklahoma City scout in it for the next yes. uh, decade. So, uh, like, yes. great, yeah, yes. ages ages, 10 and up, you're all being scouted. Uh, you're all Thunder property from here on out. Uh, that, that should be where your aspirations go to. Uh, but <laughs> another team that's young and up and coming, and we've talked about them a couple times, uh, usually it's, you know, it's circumstantial when one of the teams is hot, one of the teams is cold. Uh, but right now they're right back onto being scorching hot, actually the hottest team in the NBA. If you want to get technical, uh, we're yeah. talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers sitting number three in the Eastern conference. Uh, I mean, it looked like it really was just the Mobley injury that caused that little, uh, losing streak yeah. there. Um, and it's like, who, this could be crazy. I mean, I don't, I still don't think that they're exactly ready to, you know, make that run per se, uh, in the, in the East, if like, let's say the, the standing shook out like this, uh, yeah. but, I mean, they're going to be good, I think for a couple of years to come now. Like, I mean, they they've, they've got some real players there. I mean, uh, Ricky Rubio is having a bit of a resurgence in his yep. career. He's looked awesome, uh, which I love. Uh, I mean, tricky Ricky's one of those guys that again, it com- oh, he's almost like a mini Wiggins to me. Cause again, when I started getting into <laughs> basketball, I remember Ricky Rubio, well, all these Minnesota guys. Uh, I wonder why they, I wonder, they I wonder the, why they never turn out.
1: Do you remember the NBA commercial Ricky Rubio when they were trying to like hype the NBA up for him? And they, there was like, it was like him doing, it, it was one of his first games in Minnesota and they had like Spanish music playing behind, uh, <coughs> behind him. And they were like, trying to like hype the NBA up for him because he got drafted, but he was still like a star over in Europe. He, he was yeah. doing all that crazy shit in the Euro league. Anyway. Yeah. R- Ricky Rubio, he was so hyped up. Uh, well, he was the know, Spanish he, pistol Pete. He, he was, he was like, I, I remember thinking like, Oh my God, this is going to be like an all time. Great. Like, when, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Before he came over. Uh, So yeah, glad to see him doing well. I always, always root for tricky Ricky.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and then there was also that ESPN, the road tripping podcast, not podcast, sorry, the road trip. uh, I don't know if you've seen the ESPN commercials from way back in the day. And it's uh, Kevin Love on like a billboard and Ricky Rubio keeps calling it or Ricky Rubio is the one hosting it or something. It's really weird. You guys (laughs) should check that out if you, uh, you haven't seen it, but yeah, uh, it's great to see Rubio doing his thing. He's balling out. Uh, Darius Garland doing his thing, balling out. I think that, throughout all this is not something that we need to focus on, but I mean, it looks like Colin section probably going to be on his way out of Cleveland after this. I don't yep. see them sending him a match offer. It's clear that he, they're better off without him. Uh, and yeah. not that he's not like a great player. Cause he, he is a great young guard, but I mean, he's definitely not the, uh, it's definitely not really an X factor that's uh, needed on this team. Uh, yeah. Cause it looks like it's going to be Evan Mobley show. Uh, yes. I, I think if you're not building around him, you're, you're insane. I mean, he's again, I, I said, I would have taken him number one. He was my, top uh, top prospect in this draft so it's uh it, it, they're looking good like it's nice to kind of have like a legitimate you know we'll call them like a east contender that just really came out of nowhere like i don't think a single person would have expected this from the Cavs.
1: no no and if you were you were very like indie alternative if you were uh you know thinking about For the sure. Cavs before this season like i think a lot of people thought ooh, they have a nice roster like compared to the years that they you know the 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 post LeBron years where they've been really, really sad to watch and, and, you know, nothing exciting going on there at all, but uh, you're, you're right. I don't think anyone saw, you know, number three in the East, uh, you know, solidly in the playoff picture. Uh, no, no one saw that coming. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's Mobley for sure, but Darius Garland is legit. Like we're talking about young point guards who, who might be, you know, can break into the top five, like he is insanely good Yeah. offensively specifically, obviously he's got a lot uh, to work on, on the defensive end um, and still kind of a a smaller guard, which uh, always presents challenges, um, you know, no matter how good you are, but you know, he, he's a guy who can really, you know, great at setting guys up, but can really kind of like SGA get to the cup whenever he wants. He can shoot the three, he can shoot the mid range really play plays well in transition. And uh, I, I, I hadn't really seen any of this from him before this season. So I, I wasn't sure, you know. I was almost thinking to myself, you know, is, is he a bust? Is he ever going to actually live up to the potential? But mm-hmm. I, I think he's he he really is this year. Like I've he's been to me just as uh, sort of surprising in a good way as Mobley. Um, and yeah. you know, I, I, I've I've said many times I like my big guy, little guy pairings. I and mean, when you've got a dynamic point guard like like Garland, uh, and you know a uh, uh, a big guy in Mobley who's already uh, at that kind of all league defense level right now at 20 years old, which is insane. Uh, you know, those two for, for years to come, uh, if they, you can keep them together are going to be a, a, a hell of a, a, a duo to, to deal with in the East. Uh, and then, you know, you've got other young guys who are on the same timeline. I really like a I think he's got a lot of room to grow. Um, and yeah, definitely uh, pretty raw for, for sure. But I, I just like his, uh, he's got an NBA body six, five, um, and you know, one of their only wings right now. So there's kind yeah, of a lot of yeah, pressure yeah. on him. they they're 90% bigs. Um, and you know, the, the marketing and experiment will come to an end at some point. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll get Ricky Rubio has just signed a one-year deal with them. So, so he'll be gone. And uh, yeah. Kevin Love eventually will get out of there, but he's I, been balling I, I, too.
0: I said, he, he, give Kevin he Love his flowers. You got 12, he's averaging 12 and seven. He's had some huge nights too. I think he, uh, he dropped like 25 plus or something the other day.
1: He, he's been playing well off the bench and, uh, he, uh, I, 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 I think his stock is actually finally going up for the first time in a couple of years. And oh yeah, uh, to, to shout out, uh, I, I'm sure you saw Matt. I, I, I put a uh, tweet out on our big dog ball talk uh, Twitter. Cause I was uh, frankly bored the other day uh, about a crazy <laughs> trade uh, each team should make. So go, go check that out at uh, yep. big dog yep. ball talk on Twitter, uh, w- w- whatever uh, fan base you're a part of. I've got a trade for you guys to make. They're, they're all pretty crazy, but technically could happen. But uh uh, you know, if, if, a contender can talk themselves into Kevin Love, which I could easily see happening, you know, there's, there's sure. a few teams out there. The, the one uh, I, the one I had for, for Kevin Love was going to Utah who could really use a uh-huh. a big, who can, you know, either play alongside Gobert or when he can't play uh, in the playoffs, you know, you, you've got a, a, a Kevin Love who, who can play the five and stretch the floor. But uh, you know, if he went to Utah and, and, and got back an expiring deal like Joe Ingles and, and Jordan Clarkson, if Utah was willing to part with those guys, like, if Cleveland were to make a trade like that and actually get some veteran wings in there, even as early as this year, they, they, I think they could be in the playoffs and compete to maybe win a first round series, which is yeah. insane. Uh, You know, never would have seen that happen. It's uh, or, or thought that that could happen as, as early as this year. But um, you know, if, if, uh, if you are satisfied with Garland and Mobley and, and Okoro for that matter, being your kind of young trio going forward, then, Maybe if, if you are the, the Cavs front office, you say, you know, we, we don't even really need to go back to the lottery. Um, we're, we're probably too good right now to get a good yeah. pick anyway. So, you know, let, let's see if we can be buyers at the deadline and pick up, a, you know, shooting guard small forward who, uh, you know, can, can complement our group and, and go from there. And uh, they're uniquely set up to do that. You don't really see that many young teams with, with a big contract like Kevin Loves, uh, you know, who can, uh, you know, to, to match their salary, get some good guys in there. Uh, you know, normally if you've got a young team, it, it's, it's mostly all young. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if they decide to do that. I've, I've heard some chatter about them being buyers at the deadline, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if, if that, you know, if that does end up happening, I could actually see them making noise in the playoffs, which yeah, is, I would, again, I would crazy. love it.
0: I would love that. I mean, it's a, it's a team. I think that most people could get behind like they're yeah. exciting and they're young. And I mean, it's, it's something different. It's something new. I mean, I don't like, I, 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 I'm not a huge like uh, even a Trey Young fan, but I was rooting for them in the East last year because I was like oh, these exactly. guys are out, these guys are out of nowhere. These are exciting. These are guys that I I don't get to see play every day. Uh, yeah. So I, I hope that the yeah if the Cavs can pick somebody else up to to add to the roster, I mean that would be I would love that. That would be that would be exactly. fantastic. So I mean uh, I, I'm all in on the Cavs. I said it a couple times now. Uh, again, uh, another guy like Jared Allen, he's been uh, balling out uh, especially defensively. Like I think that right now they just have the they they they're like one perfect like if, unless Isaac Okoro is going to just take off and you know become this guy they're just like one like solid all around three from yeah, being like yeah. uh, like and that's just, again if they kept Rubio and he kind of kept playing decently on pace uh yeah. to what he's doing this season uh just having like the perfect guys that played the roles to like what they traditionally should be you know a passing yeah. first point guard uh, a sharp shooting two guard you have uh, the defensive but can you know handle the rock a lot three and then you have the the four that can kind of, you know, post up high, post up low face up. And then you just got the defensive guy underneath the basket, the big man, uh, yeah. which again, it, you don't have to overthink things in sports. They really yeah. don't. Sometimes it's better to just like, just think, look at it as it is. Uh, it's the same thing with trades. Uh, yeah. If you're looking at trades, you should always be thinking, you know, okay, well this guy has potential, but if you're going to get a guy who you know is good, then screw the potential. Cause there's a lot of times guys who, uh, people have thought had potential, uh, missed out. Like I mean, uh, a great, uh, a great one to, to mention in recent years, uh, instead of, uh, letting Josh Jackson go, uh, <laughs> they decided to keep him, uh, in Phoenix instead of trading him for Kyrie Irving. So uh, a yeah. bit of a joke there. Uh, and I believe that they, there was a, maybe another pick in there, but I don't think that was the Devin Booker pick or anything. So it's, uh, yeah, irrelevant essentially to the, to that, but, Uh, Yeah. I think that the Cavs really, you just, they play the game, right. They're doing everything that they should be doing. And uh, yeah, they're beating teams that are just overcomplicating stuff. Uh, So uh, definitely a shout out to Cleveland. Uh, Definitely going to turn it into a believe land part two uh, or part three, depending on uh, what you want to do. I don't know if LeBron returned with the part two or like a, like an epilogue, but uh, either way, uh, big dog ball talk. Definitely. uh, We're, we're big in to the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers this season. Um, oh, we, yeah. and we're going to move on to our final segment of the show. Uh, we debuted it last week and, uh, I mean, I had a blast with it. I think you did too. I mean, uh, it's something fresh, oh, yeah. something that not a lot of, uh, other podcasts that I know of, if, if any, uh, are doing, uh, but me and Flegel are back with the blind comparisons where we, uh, take two NBA players. We're going to present the stats and, uh, without knowing who whose stats belong to whose, uh, or whomst, whom, who's <laughs> yes. whomever, um, yeah, wh- wh- whomever, uh, who, taught, get who, whomever. We taught
1: you it. that, Ms. Mrs. Van Alphen?
0: Pfft, probably not. Uh, come on. No, I lovely lady. I love her, but I, I didn't She's go. To her, I didn't go to her class much. Um oh, come on, man. so uh well, I didn't go to many classes. Uh, <laughs> like, still, hey, university degree. Let's go. Uh, barely. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at uh, the end of the day, yeah. So we're gonna have two NBA players. Gonna lay them out with the stats. Jordan, you want to hit me with the first one?
1: Yeah, and you gave me five last week, right? Five something to? like that. Yeah. Okay, I got I got five here for you. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, let, let's jump right into it. So, uh, I will give you player A and player B. So, player A, uh, they are averaging twenty six point four points per game, four point one assists per game, five point three rebounds per game per game. They're shooting forty nine percent from the field and thirty three percent from three. Okay. Okay. Player B. 26 points per game, 4.2 assists per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, exact same as player A. Okay. But they are okay. shooting, they are also shooting 49% from the field, but 39% from three. Um, and sorry, let, let me amend that because I, I read 49, but it's actually 49.8. So if you round up, it's 50 for player A. So player okay. A is shooting 50% from the field, player B is shooting 49% from the field. So it's uh, crazy. To, to recap player a is like half a point more per game assists okay. and rebounds pretty much identical player a is shooting 50% versus 49% for player uh, b that's general field goal percentage so just yeah. 1 percentage more point percentage point more and then uh, player b is shooting 39% from 3 versus 33% from 3 for player a
0: I mean, it's pretty much the same guy, uh, but we're going to – I'm just going to go with the better shooting percentage. I mean, it's the no-brainer pick. Yeah, player B. So player B, yeah.
1: You just picked uh, Mr. Zach Levine over DeMar DeRozan.
0: Interesting. That's crazy that they're so close because, again, we said they're such a one and two, eh?
1: They're literally like – literally like if you round down, uh, uh, points, assists, and rebounds are the exact same.
0: That's yeah, nuts. Right. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm for this season. Not ha- like I, I I'm I'm fine with the pick because again, they're like a one A one B. In the end of the day, yeah. like we went back and we said, who's the big dog on the team? And I mean, right now it's DeRozan, but I mean Levine again. I'm, I I'm a big Levine guy. I think that he's uh, he he can bring uh, you know a championship energy to a team as like a, a number two guy uh, just to get buckets. And uh, again, surprised. You know, it's nice to see his playmaking skills up. I know he's missed some time this season. Uh, yeah, it's weird that on.
1: Levine is averaging. T- like technically more assists than DeRozan they're, they're they're statistically pretty much even but you'd think DeRozan yeah. would have more assists than uh, Levine
0: no but but that's a really good one I, I'm happy to see that and I mean even DeRozan shooting whatever it was 34 percent from three
1: 30 33 not hey, bad. good for him
0: <laughs> I mean that's for, for DeRozan I'll have you made one for one out of three I mean I'm pre- I, he used to be shooting like in the 20s or at least it felt like he was shooting in the 20s I mean uh yeah that's that, that's a good one though Flegel. you started you found a gem right there that was a great one
1: yeah, I, I know when I, when I went to, to look at a few, I'm like, I bet these guys have similar stats. I was looking at, I'm like, wow, they have literally identical stats and uh, like DeRozan, that is good. 33%, but Levine's shooting 39 on way more attempts, obviously. So for sure, Levine's yeah. continuing his insanely hot streak, like 49% from the field and, and 39 for three. That's uh that's a hell of a good kind of shooting split for a guy who shoots as much as he does. So, you know, DeRozan's kind of getting more love this year, but shout out Levine too, because, uh, stats pretty much identical with uh, better shooting. So, uh, uh, you know, there's a reason the bulls are are playing so well this year. Uh, All right, Matt, number two, uh, 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 player a, we've got 26.3 points per game.
0: Okay. Another
1: 26, 7.5 assists per game, 13.5 rebounds per game, 1.3 steals and 0.7 blocks per game. Okay. Player B 27 points per game 5.8 assists per game just under six yeah Uh, 11.6 rebounds per game 1.1 steals and 1.6 blocks so player b has the edge just barely in scoring yeah Uh, player a's got the edge in assists and rebounds steals are pretty much the same and player b has basically one full block more than player a
0: so I'm gonna just take a guess here. Is this not Sabonis and Jokic? No, it's not. It's not okay. Cause I was gonna say I'm pretty i i i'm one of them might be. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna look at you because I, I thought I, I'm trying to remember the, <laughs> the, the 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 Sabonis stat line, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's 26, 7, and 13. But uh regardless, maybe not, maybe not 13. Maybe, no, wait, wait, was it seven be, and a half? That'd rebounds? be pretty
1: crazy. Uh so player A seven and a half assists. Okay, 13.5 right? rebounds
0: okay cool cool okay that that makes more sense in my mind now uh so yes okay that, then it could be them i don't know well i'm, I'm not gonna lose sleep <laughs> over it uh but on these stats i mean the scoring's about the same uh but one's a better uh playmaker and rebounder uh and they're about equal in defense i mean obviously the one averages a, a block more uh, essentially a game though uh but i'm gonna go with the all-around one i'm gonna go player a
1: all right. So you were kind of right when you were saying before, but you just picked Nikola Jokic over the Greek freak, Giannis. Ooh, and
0: Interesting. Interesting. I definitely, I probably, I don't think I would do that if I knew, you know, that's yeah, a good, yeah. that's a good reason why we do these blind comparisons. Cause again, like yes. by, the, by the numbers. Yeah. He, I mean, Jokic is uh, technically, yeah, his stats, he contributes a little bit more. Obviously he, he kind of has to do more yeah, yeah. for his team. And that's why, again, like if you put Russell Westbrook's numbers from like most years, you would pick his numbers. Uh, but in reality, I, I think if you have a brain for basketball, you would know not to pick them. Um, yes. But yeah, it, it, that, that is definitely interesting. Again, but very close. I mean, if I if I was you yeah. and I was uh, more defensively inclined to uh, to make that pick, then I would I would easily have gone uh, with the uh, the player B.
1: But but weird that Jokic somehow this this season is averaging more steals than Giannis. Like you would think that yeah Jokic would would have the like assist and rebounding numbers over him, but you'd think that the defensive stats would be like way in the corner of Giannis uh, and for blocks it is like one full uh block more per game yeah. but you know 1.3 steals for Jokic only 1.1 for Giannis that's that's pretty surprising because you know Giannis gets in passing lanes he's uh you know a guy who you, who you would think would rack up a lot of steals so so that's sure. interesting because you know Jokic is having just as dominant as as an of an offensive year as his MVP year last year but he's actually having a really good defensive year too so that's uh you got Giannis over, or you got Jokic over Giannis. I'll hold you to that, man.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, I I I love I I love Jokic. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm still happy with that. Yeah, it was a win-win either way for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Two two two. Probably the three and four in the MVP race right now. Uh, however you slice it.
0: Hey, um, I think last time I checked the basketball reference, Jokic number one.
1: Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Back-to-back MVP.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I that'd be, that'd be I, bad. I wouldn't say the the team sucks.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> That'll be a debate for you. We'll talk about that in another podcast. I think winning yeah. matters.
1: Yes, yes. All right. Okay, so number three. We've got player A, 23.3 points per game, okay. 5.9 assists per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, and shooting 45% from the field. Okay. Player two, 26.2 points per game, 3.6 assists per game, 8.6 rebounds per game and shooting 42% from the field. So player B has a three point edge for scoring player. A is the better passer, six assists to three and a half assists. Player B is the better rebounder, 8.6 to 4.6 and field goal percentage player. A 45 player B 42. So still kind of close, but player A takes it.
0: Yeah. What it's you close. The, the, that's it's really tough because again, it's if do you value the like efficiency and the the playmaking more, or do you just value the the outright rebounding and uh, and uh, and sure. points there? And but I mean, three percent difference in shooting, I mean, that's a couple shots here and there. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's yeah. not huge to me. So I'm gonna go with player B. I I, I mean, obviously, probably a bigger player or at least plays bigger. Uh, I mean, whoever controls the rebound controls the game. So uh, I'm gonna go player B.
1: All right, you just took uh, Jason Tatum over his childhood friend, Bradley Beal.
0: Oh, I, I would do that for sure. I'm re- That's probably the first one that I'm like no brainer, happy with.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Beal is, uh, you know, uh, not a big surprise, better, better assist guy, like six, six assists per game is pretty good for Bradley. Beale. I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I would have say, guessed
0: that was Beal on that. Cause I mean, yeah. Historically a bit of a ball hog, but I mean, not, not to his fault. He's getting better. Like he's he's bad. getting,
1: well, yeah. And, and he's getting better as, as a distributor and, you know, obviously got the edge on field goal percentage, but, um, you know, I would pick Tatum for this one too. Probably just based yeah. on the stats, I would have gone the way you did too. So, well, yeah, if you
0: don't know, I'm i I'm a big Jason Tatum guy. He'll always be 19 to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's only 20, 21. <laughs> what is he actually? Cause I always really joke 24. about it. Is it... <laughs> really? I think he's even younger. I, I got to look it up. I, I think he's still like surprisingly young, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. good, good, good call. Okay. So we got two more, uh, player a here, 19.4 points per game. Okay. 8.3 assists per game. 7.7 rebounds per game. Okay. One steal and 32% from three. Gotcha. Player B, 22.8 points per game, 7.7 assists per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, 0.6 steals. And also 32% from three though, technically slightly lower player. A is 31.9. player B is 31, six. So pretty much identical, but player a technically more. So uh, player B has got the edge in scoring by about three assists are kind of the same, but player A is 8.3 to 7.7 for player yeah. B uh, player. A is much better rebounder, 7.7 to 4.2 uh, player. A is a better uh, steals guy. One, 0.1 per game to 0.6 and then like we talked about pretty similar for three point percentage
0: i think that the only missing thing that i would like i, I think that if i had it i would be able to make a because i know that this is going to be a trick i know i'm falling into one of your little plans here Flegal. i'll get you uh <laughs> i know this is a trick uh i don't i feel like there's something up with this player a um because i think that's in my opinion they're the clear cut i would love to know what the fuel goal percentage is uh on these guys but i'm gonna make the pick before i don't know if you have the numbers on hand if not don't worry about it but uh i think that that would be the one thing i think i would need to know beforehand because if it's like this guy's there if they're both shooting 32 percent like i want to know how many shots they're really taking a game that's really you know from uh, inside the inside the perimeter because if it's only a three-point difference the other person's doing so much more assists, rebounds, steals whatever uh i i think it's a no-brainer it's got to be player a
1: do you want their field goal percentage
0: no, it's okay. You, you, if you have them, don't, don't, don't go to your way to get it.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. L- Let us just leave it. Uh. At the info. It's more. It's more exciting. Uh. With information missing. So you're going player A.
0: Yeah, I'm going player A for sure.
1: All right. So you like Westbrook?
0: Yeah, I knew it was Westbrook. Very cool. Nice. I knew it. That's uh. Play, yeah, I wanted the field goal percentage. I mean, I'm sure it's probably still in like the forty-ish area because he shoots. Yeah. Lead. But I knew you, that it was Westbrook. I knew it. Uh,
1: you just took Russell Westbrook over Damian Lillard.
0: <sighs> yeah, Dame's having a shit year. He's having oh, a bad shooting year. it bad year yeah
1: yeah and you know because yeah normally you'd think dame would be way you know be averaging closer to 30 points per game and uh yeah. you know would be shooting way better from three then then i'd probably lean towards player two but you know russ's stats obviously have lied his entire career if he, his stats look so enticing well uh, yeah, you know, i just
0: said that even like five minutes ago
1: right, exactly exactly it's uh it, it, it's hard to to pick against uh yeah a, a guy with such pretty stats but when you realize who it is uh it's uh they they do kind of lie a little bit but but still that's even better than i thought i didn't realize he was up at over eight assists per game and, and nearly yeah. eight rebounds per game that's 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 pretty good
0: it's it's funny too again now, now that i'm thinking about it even if you drop the field goal percentage i guarantee they don't shoot that far off right now
1: no i doubt it i doubt it yeah. if anything lillard would be worse he's, he's having such a rough shooting season insane
0: that's insane uh, well hey yeah i mean to be fair, yeah, no, I, even then I would still take bad Dame over bad Westbrook right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, these are all so far, again, only one of these four have been somebody who just uh, without the numbers, I, w- I would have picked.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we got one more for you. Uh, player A, 24.4 points per game, 3.4 assists per game, nine rebounds per game even, and one steal and one block. Uh, Player B, 23.3 points per game, 2.9 assists per game, 10 rebounds per game, one steal, and two blocks. So uh, one more point per game for player A, uh, about half an assist more per game for player A, a whole rebound more for player B, steals are even, and one full block more for player B.
0: So yeah, it's, it's again, another, another neck and neck one. You really found a lot of these, uh, these close calls here. Uh, and and again, it just comes down to what you value a little bit more. Uh, and on this one, you know, it seems like it's probably a big man. So uh, I like my big man to play defense. Uh, I'm going to go with the one extra rebound and the one extra block. Uh, I mean the, the half assist difference or whatever it was, uh, not too big in my mind. Uh, neither is the one point. Uh, so I'll take player B over player a on that one.
1: All right. All right. I thought maybe I'd trick you into going player one or player B, but uh, I did go yeah, player I, B. I, No, no, sorry. I, I meant player A. Uh, gotcha. I thought okay. I'd trick you into going to player A because, uh, but I would have done the same thing you did. But you picked uh, Anthony Davis over Carl Anthony Towns uh, in the end here.
0: Yeah. Still happy. Also, yeah, I guess we didn't even say it. Uh, Anthony Davis down MCL injury. Uh, oh, yeah. Not good for them. <laughs>
1: did we not talk about that? Yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, sorry, Lakers.
0: Yeah. Another- definitely, uh, definitely sorry about that. But hey, uh, I mean, otherwise, I mean, I still probably think I would do it. I'd probably still take Anthony Davis uh, over yeah. Cat. I mean, as great as Cat is, I mean, he's not, uh, he's not Anthony, uh, he's not Anthony Davis's level, especially on defense.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, I, I'm happy with that pick too. So two out of five, I would, uh, I would have agreed upon with myself, knowing who they are.
1: Yeah, not bad, not bad. And I, uh, the the AD stat, the thing that jumped out at me, like 2.9 assists per game. Come on, man yeah Uh, yeah really not walk into more of those like you should uh, i think ideally he'd be closer to like five or even more especially this year with the amount of post touches he gets and you know the attention he gets compared to you know other players on that team uh that's that's one big sort of glaring weakness in his game i think moving forward but uh, well
0: i think we've talked about that too anthony davis uh yeah it's getting pretty sad um (laughs) so hopefully this uh this injury You know, maybe he takes a little bit of like an extra week there just to, you know, reconvene himself, get his, uh, get his mentals. Right. Um, but Jordan, these were all good. These were good picks, man. I mean, very, very close. I I enjoyed that a lot. A lot. You had me, you had me doubting every single pick, uh, that I made I'm I'm falling into one of your little black magic traps every (laughs) single time. Uh, but, uh, if anyone out there, you know, uh, feel free to tweet us, message us on uh, any of our many social medias at big dog ball talk. If you have any blind player comparisons, uh, me and Fleagle will find a way to, you know, not let the other know. Uh, yes. So uh, we'll, we'll get that going uh, So Yeah. Uh, and same thing, any questions, queries, whatever you may have with us, uh, basketball or uh, unrelated uh, again, feel free to reach out to us at big dog ball talk and we'll uh, we'll feature you on the episode somehow. Uh, yep. But that's all we have time for today. Big dog ball talk. Uh, I've been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel, and uh, another instant classic Flegel. I'm glad to have my voice back. I'm glad to really shout it from the Great. mountaintops out of my diaphragm. Yeah, uh, Montreal was, just holds me back i need ontario i need to uh, need my i'm <laughs> making my soon return to northern ontario where i'm uh i'm ai am aii pretty much just blend in with all the other generic looking white guys that uh that really don't have much going for them
1: speaking speaking of which shout out uh, ethan woods uh, our guy uh, who uh made sports center uh tonight for uh, yep. his uh uh lacrosse goalie fight which was uh, absolutely yeah. epic
0: he wasn't even playing. He just jumped no. off the bench. Uh, this is just some guy. We went to high school. We, 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 he was in our town, high school. Jordan, I think you went to elementary school with him or something.
1: Yeah, Notre uh, Dame. Ethan, what's up, man?
0: Yeah, jumped over. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, yeah, they. he uh, yeah, jumps over the boards and fights another goalie who was actually playing or something. And he does nail him with an uppercut before the guy falls on him. But cool, Donovan Mitchell was like, damn, check this yeah. out. Tagged, uh, it was like Royce O'Neal and uh, Eric Pascal. So, I mean, hey, uh, he, one of the most famous uh, uh, Owen Sounders uh, in recent memory. Yeah,
1: my man, my man. Good, good, good skill. Uh, hell of a fight, too. The, uh, the wind-up. Uh, you know, the whole like why I the was beautiful. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a great, yeah. His fist turned like 95
0: degrees. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I, when I first saw him, I'm like, oh no, he's gonna get mollywalked now. I like, I don't think he's like a pitch or anything. I like, go, oh, but yeah, hey, hey, uh, he held his own. So, uh, you know, uh, give, him the, give him the pad there. Uh, smack the board too. for him. Uh, you know, get all your other analogies out there, bro. Uh, again, it's been Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel but as my friend Jordan always says. Uh, yeah, um,
1: uh, wake up and smell the coffee now. Wake, wake up. up the fucking coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm, sick, well, I'm sick of your attitude.
0: Man. Yeah, I don't know, man. i like, I'd probably nice two, I'd I'd drink too much coffee. That's probably no, no, why no, I do no, talk no. usually too loud. Not enough,
1: I'm telling you. What, what are you at for,
0: for day day? Like two two cups? Uh depends on the day, man. Work day, I could, I could probably get myself three
1: cups. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's dangerous. It's unlimited. Uh, sometimes, man, I just go hard.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not it like a jittery as their texting you crazy stuff, ideas I want for the bus. Hey, man, what about a naked podcast? that could really draw some viewers. No, uh,
1: no. See, you, you hide behind coffee on that one. That's
0: that's your sure, sure, sure. No, come on, man. Naked podcast, man.
1: great. I've i told you so many times. No, it never happens. No, <laughs> you can do it alone. You can do this alone, special. Just naked in your apartment, but uh, I Doesn't won't be alone. It's not the coffee.